Blog Talk Radio. Greetings and good evening. My name is Joelle and I am the Vibrarian. I am here to elevate, enlighten, and empower. And tonight, this is the Psychic Inside Show. Now, I believe everyone is psychic. You just may not recognize it. So each week, I'm bringing on people to share stories about their journey, discovering their gifts and abilities, hoping that maybe somewhere along the line you'll hear something that resonates with you and makes you look at things possibly differently. Now, I'm here on Blog Talk Radio on the Vibrary Radio Network, and I'm creating a community of what I like to call the Good Vibe tribe and what our goal is to elevate the consciousness raise the frequency the vibration so if you would like to connect with me on social media you can check me out at the vibrarian now that's like a librarian but vibration high vibe so that's v-i-b-e as an energy R-A-R-I-A-N, at The Vibrarian. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. If you see something that is uplifting, that's encouraging, that's expansive, please tag me in it, tag Get Lifted, tag Good Vibe Tribe, because I would like to make sure that I amplify those messages so that we can spread those vibes as far as we can. Now, I absolutely love having the opportunity to speak to and meet people on this show. And it's really kind of like very a personal kind of experience for me because most of the time I've found people out in the community of psychics and healers here in Atlanta and places that I've traveled to. And it gives me an opportunity to kind of uh, get underneath the hood <laughs> to see what's making people mm-hmm. tick. And I find the stories are so interesting and fascinating. So I just really consider it a privilege to come to you each week with these stories. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher if you're a podcast person. I want to give a shout-out to all those people who are listening through those interfaces and to all of the people who are in the listening audience internationally outside of the United States. I really really appreciate you tuning in as well. Now, our show line is 646-787-8436. And if you have a question for my guest at any time during the show, just press the pound key and the number one, and that will let our switchboard know that you have something you would like to bring onto there, and we will get you on as soon as possible. Now, Being that this is a psychic show, a lot of times there are psychic readings involved in this. So it's really going to be up to each guest this evening. And in our preliminary conversations, I do believe it's going to work out for a person, a single person, at the conclusion of our interview to be able to have a conversation uh, with my guest this evening about an issue. So we'll get a little bit more into that later. But I wanted to tell you that You always hear me talk about this, the big psychic fair up in Roswell, Georgia. It's been around for about 20, 30 years, 30 years, I think, at this point. And it is a place where you will find 20 to 30 readers on any given day. Um, They have it the first week of the month. And so when you walk in, you see the sea of faces of all these people coming to receive guidance and have readings and services. And what I always like to do is kind of look to see what energy is calling to me. And last year, I went into the fair, and it was like this little sunbeam was sitting along the back wall, and I think it was the first person's eyes that I met that day, and I knew at that point that Spirit had 
something to say to me through a connection to this little tiny piece of sunshine. Mm -hmm. And so I wound up looking at the sheets and selecting to have an appointment with a woman by who goes by the name of Carolyn Mundin. Now, I am so excited because I had a wonderful reading with her. We connected on many levels of guidance that she gave was just uh, absolutely edifying to me at the time. And I continued to have her energy in my space. So when I knew that a new season was kicking up, I wanted to make sure that I absolutely got Carolyn on the show this evening. So I would like to welcome your sunny smile and face to the Psychic Inside Show. Carolyn, thank you so much for being here. Oh, my God, thank you so much for having me. This is so exciting. I've been waiting for you to come back. <laughs> this is so nice. Thank well, you. I tell you, I ran into Carolyn again this week at the, at the Big Psychic Fair again, and I have to tell you, I went to another metaphysical store later in the day to see what items they had, and I mentioned her name, and they said, oh, Carolyn, we love Carolyn. So I'm not the only person that thinks that you are just a wonderful, sweet spirit, but I wanted to find out from you, do you resonate with the word psychic, and do you consider yourself to be one? Yes, I do. Um, I do consider myself a psychic, and I do resonate with that word. I think, however, I think the general public's misconception of it sometimes makes me want to define what that means. Um, mm. Because I think that it's the, the public's per- perception of us is that we are a fortune teller, sometimes that it's a joke, um, that we're looking into crystal balls and giving people uh, tells of the future that may never happen. And I think psychics are more than that. So I resonate with mm-hmm. it because I know what it means to be, to have an insight that doesn't necessarily mm-hmm. mean we have all the answers. Um, so that part of it, the public's, I'd like to anyway, change the public's idea of what a psychic is. Absolutely. You know, I think the thing that people always say when I say you want to come to the fair and get a psychic reading and they'll say, oh, my gosh, I don't I don't even know. What if they tell me I'm going to die? That's like the first (laughs) thing that everybody is concerned about. Their interaction in the spiritual realm is going to be a message of their demise. I mean, I can't even tell you. (laughs) Yes, yes. I don't want to know. I'm scared. So. Did you always, like, have the term psychic in your comfort zone, or did you kind of have abilities before you had a comfortability in claiming that kind of energy? No, I wasn't, um, because I grew up Catholic, but weird Catholic. My family's from the Caribbean, and we were Mm -hmm. practicing Catholics who also did I wouldn't call it voodoo. I don't know what they call it now, but it was a form of, like, witchery or something. <laughs> so my grandmother mm-hmm, practiced that. Mm-hmm. And, but psychic was not – she mentioned witches, but not psychic. And I, when I mentioned that I knew things, um, my family was not okay with it. So I wasn't mm-hmm. comfortable. In fact, I feel like I really came out of the closet last year um, I'd say February oh. or March of last year, the first time I did the psychic fair was when I finally allowed myself to own it. 
um, started practicing again five years ago. But it was not something, although my grandmother went to see psychics, although she did different spells and things and um, worshipped saints, it was weird. It was a weird thing. Although she was okay with all of it, practicing, I could not say I was that. It's funny that Mm -hmm. when I finally came, when I finally owned it, was after her death. And she came to me and Mm. said, I'm sorry that I didn't help you with this, but I'm here now to help. And Mm. for the first couple years after her death, it's when my awakening opened, when all of this opened up. And I remember a year after she died, maybe a year and a half after she died, I went to a psychic and the entire time I was, it was like I was hearing an echo so much so that it fascinated the psychic I went to see because she's like, this is really cool. I paid for an hour. We ended up talking for two because she's like, I can't believe you can hear everything that I'm saying you, or everything that I'm telling you, you can already hear. And it was, my, it was like a test my grandmother was putting me through. She's like, you're not crazy. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry that I did mm-hmm. this to you. Here's confirmation. You actually have these abilities. So she would wow. say something to me and then the psychics would say, did you hear that? And I'm like, oh, my God, yes. Wow. <laughs> and yeah, and she, the psychic found it interesting. And, and then it helped me remember that I had it all along that I denied it mm-hmm. for so long. And when you're in denial of it for so long, it's really hard to get back into it and not have weird feelings about it. And you're not, at that point, you're like, is this something I'm hearing from spirit or is this my own head? I, you, you, I was mm-hmm. never comfortable with what I was receiving until then. Now, what period of time would you say that your rep- repression or, or period was up until are you talking about like were you very young when you knew that you had? Oh, very um, young. You oh, were yeah. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was. Um, I remember. I tell the story now that because I couldn't remember the story was the 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 memory was vague. I remember I had a picture of three um, angels. They were little angels. They were little girl angels. It was in my room, and I remember taking it down and ripping it apart, saying to them. Okay, I'm done because you guys get me in trouble. Every time I say something you tell me to say, oh. I get in trouble. So I don't want anything to do with this. I now, I recently put it together that that's what that was about. I actually didn't wow. rip it. I ripped it out of the frame. My mother found it and kept the picture. She said, because I loved it so much. But they were my angels, and they would tell me things to go tell my grandmother, to tell my mother. But every time I did, just get out of here. That's crazy. Stop it. That's not real. Mm. And so I finally told him, you know what? You guys are getting me in trouble. I had enough. No more of this. And I put them away, and I never saw them again. And I finally remember that memory as it being the point where I'm like, okay, I'm done with this. But then as a teenager, Mm -hmm. it came back around, and I had insomnia Mm -hmm. because I wasn't understanding what was happening to me at night, why I couldn't sleep, why I was hearing things, why I felt like I was being visited at night. And so I spent like three years having insomnia. I did terrible in school. Never, no one, mm. never understanding that I was an empath, could feel everything. I lived in New York City, <laughs> and I remember oh, wow. being a little girl. Yeah, I remember being a little girl since the age of like four or five, telling my mother, "We can't be here. I can't live here. I don't like it here." Mm-hmm. And then I didn't realize mm-hmm. till now that it was because I felt everything, um, being right. so empathic. That school was oh, really gosh. difficult for me. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, just being in the subway, it was it was way too much for me. And no one, I had no training. I realize now 
that all of it is part of my story, that all of it happened mm-hmm. exactly the way it needed to, and I'm grateful for it. But I, I tell people I had hits of um, moments where I got called by spirit to come back um, several times mm-hmm. throughout my life. Um, mm-hmm. Again, you know, I was six years old when I put it away. I think I was 14 again when I felt it. Uh, 16, 17, and then again at 21, and then again at 27, and each time I'm like, nope. Okay. Nope. And then okay. At 30, yeah. And then at 34, during a 10-day juice cleanse, um, it was a fast mm. that I actually went on for 13 days. On the fifth day, something just clicked, and it was like, oh, okay, it's time. Mm. <laughs> and that's when I owned it, yeah. So it's been five years. Um, since that, since that awakening, I call that my real awakening when I finally answered the call to come back to being who I really am. Um, and it's been quite a journey. (laughs) Well, I was saying, so what did that look like then as you came from, uh, you know, I guess you always hear in the biblical, they talk about, you know, the, on the road to a city, the man was struck and was blinded, or he was struck and his eyes were open, you know, kind of those lightning bolt type of spiritual experiences where you're shifted into a different awareness. But they always talk about that moment, but never the, okay, okay, well, now what? I'm full of electricity. I've been juiced up, so to speak. But then what do you do with that when you step forward into so, that new reality? So i tell you what I did. And for me, it was nothing like that. I think that for me, people don't understand that some of the things that we do in our lives, some of the things that we mm-hmm. find enjoyable are things that are blocks or our way of coping with life. One of the things that was my coping it was life was was food. So when okay. I stopped eating and I got over the detox part, my body sort of reacting to the fact that I wasn't feeding it what I normally fed it. On the fifth day, there was just quiet. And in the midst of that quiet, mm. there was just a very clear, oh, my God, there's more to life than what I'm seeing. And what oh, happened okay. after that was just, yeah, so it was a, I tell people it was a second mm-hmm. where I felt completely at peace and knew mm. there was more that I wasn't tapping okay. into. And after that, I just became oh. a student. I okay. just started to okay, read as sense. much as I could. Yeah, I just started to read as much as I could. I wanted to understand what was happening to me. So it wasn't even that I immediately dove into being a psychic, dove into being an intuitive and giving readings to us. I became a student. I became, what is happening okay. to me? What's, what's going on? I started the process that I call now healing. I just started to heal myself from 34 years mm-hmm. of denying myself who I am, of coping with a life that I didn't understand, with coping with these feelings and knowings and understandings that I couldn't explain to anybody else. I just started to ask, well, what is this? What is this? What is this? Started mm-hmm. to just feed myself from meditation to spirituality to, I mean, read the course in miracles read everything at cartoli mm-hmm. read i mean spiritual mm-hmm. teacher i read it so i w- it was more the mm-hmm. aspect of be- i wanted i was chasing that silence i wanted more of that silence mm-hmm. whatever that was that space i wanted more of that and the more i got the silence the more i understood the silence the more i understood to separate myself from this life or this 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 body this mind um, the more I started to understand who I was and owning who I was mm-hmm. and remembering who I was. Mm. 
that is a beautiful kind of flowering or expansion as you talk about that, you know, like uncovering things. And it's interesting when you allow yourself the give yourself permission. A lot of times we don't give our self permission for a number of reasons. I don't have time to go explore a meditation class. I don't have time to do yoga class. I don't, right? But when you finally are like, you know what? No, I'm going to do this. I'm going to check this book out. Like you said, I'm going to go to this workshop. I'm going to do whatever. Even if you wind up thinking that you discarded 90% of what you read, say if it was not necessarily a great book, there's still seeds and things that at your leisure and growth then later because you've given it time and space, it can expand into your knowledge at a later time. And that, I think, is Mm -hmm. a luxury that people, well, people think it as a luxury until they figure out that it's a necessity and kind of shift over into that way of being self-aware, self-exploring, self-expanding, you know, um, when they say stay woke, <laughs> you know, to me, that's right. the whole thing of learning more about who I am, Of you know, as new things come into my awareness, new people, new tactics. I mean, you are actually getting ready to do a workshop in about a week here in Atlanta. Uh, would you share a little bit about this, this um, exciting education opportunity? Thank you. Um The workshop is called In Spirit Business, and for me, this was an opportunity. I feel I'm on a mission. I feel I'm I'm very clear about my purpose. My purpose is to help awaken more people. And one of the the groups I I feel like I'm assigned to is what I describe as the light worker, because that can mean psychic, healer, energy person, yoga teacher, people who understand this world Mm -hmm. need to do more or waken the masses. I can't do Mm -hmm. it alone. You can't do it alone. More of us need to be doing this work because more of us need to wake up. I feel like I'm a soldier in this bigger mission. Um, Marianne Williamson being one of those who's now running for president, like I have to say she's doing her part by using that platform. Mm -hmm to speak about the spiritual message, the spiritual movement, I feel it's my part to awaken more healers, more psychics, more sound therapists, more people who are in this world of healing to do their part, to come on, come out of the closet. We need you. I don't care if you do it one day a week. We need to touch as many people as possible. So the Inspirit Workshop is twofold. It's the first mindset. We have fear. I told you, I, I, I say the words, mm-hmm. I came out of the closet <laughs> five, mm-hmm. four years ago, mm-hmm. last year. I want more people to have the courage to come out of the closet. Like, look, there's more of us doing this. We need your voice. We need your modality. We need you to be doing this so we can awaken more people. And then the second part will be, well, how, what does that look like? What does the business part look like? You know, how do I set up a website? How do I set up this business as a light worker? So that's my very first workshop. It's actually February 23rd at the Blue Barn. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a mm-hmm. full day Saturday. Um, and then I'll have, um, during that, we'll have a working lunch where we'll have a panel of two women who started businesses in Atlanta, uh, metaphysical businesses before anyone, Gloria Parker being one and Beth Peters being mm-hmm. another who, you know, decided that they were going to go down this path, and they did it. They went down, they opened businesses where no one else was doing it, 
And so that other women and people, I'm not just going to limit it to women, can learn that mm-hmm. there are people out there doing this work. It isn't, you know, it isn't just the weekend psychic fair thing. This is an actual. Absolutely. Um, this is a space that we need right now. More, I think given the state of how things are, more people need healing. More people need spiritual guidance, advice, um, need someone to hold their hand until they're fully on their path and their purpose of who they are. Um, for me, everything is about remembering who you are. I'm not changing anybody. Mm-hmm. I am helping you remember who you are. That's all we're mm-hmm. doing. And that's all, well, to me, that me, that's, that's what woke means. <laughs> Do you have confidence right. in yourself? Do you love yourself? Do you know God loves you? Do you know that? Um, as people think that psychic, again, don't think, don't, don't, um, don't believe in God and Jesus. Yes, we do very much. <laughs> so it's all of that. Right. Well, it's so interesting because as we are in this, this flowering expansion, this new age and era that we are moving to, the, you know, 20 years ago, you had to kind of look in a dark alley for the palm reader sign <laughs> on the, the little dark door late at night, right? Or you called right. Cleo's hotlines. Um, but right. even 30 years ago, the psychic fair here was running, and there were other smaller psychic fairs around the country. So people who have been in the spiritual business have always been in the spiritual business. But with the expansion of Internet and technology and information sharing, the breaking down of the walls as to what people think were the walls that they existed in. And it turns out that, you know, people you didn't even know were doing healing businesses for 10 or 20 years and making a living of it, but nobody ever knew when they said that they did blah, 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 that it actually was, uh, you know, some sort of holistic or what at one point would have been termed a little kind of new agey spiritual practice. Yeah you know, such as Reiki and hypnosis. And I mean, there's so many different things. But now we're in a place where not only do you have celebrities on TV who is mainstream, you have fairs. There's a fair in Atlanta every week and every month. You have 20 to 30 people like at Glorious who are all independent people who are in spiritual business, you know, who are coming to this fair to connect with a certain community. But these are folks who have regular clientele that they're doing coaching for business, for life, for uh, healing modalities such as chiropractic and things. And the fact that you can now say, well, part of my spiritual mission is to coach and educate those other people who are emerging into viable spiritual business, that's a huge turn in 30 years. I mean, that that is revolutionary, and it speaks to so much as to the opportunities that the younger generations will have in terms of where they're looking to find to do their thing. Because it's really about finding a place where you can be the you that, you know, you have been made to be. And if that includes a psychic gift, if that includes a healing gift, if that includes a a mental gift or an emotional empathy gift, then there will be a place for you to go and be that in this place that we're building in the consciousness. And you're part of a movement of people who are bringing forth messages through media focus with its, is it United Intentions Media or is it Universal Intentions? I'm sorry, I get it confused. (laughs) No, it's okay. I am actually doing, I'm actually working with both. Um, 
and I use I use it loosely because I'm not getting paid by either one, but there is United Intention Media, which is also, they have radio, actual radio spots here in Atlanta and um, another affiliate um, state and um, in a blog talk as well. And then Universal Energy is another one where I actually have a show and, and I'm actually in the process of creating another show. So I do Bless the Mess Southern Psychic where we take in callers and do, I call it my... Uh, my spiritual advisory, but psychic readings online really quickly. And then I'm starting another show called the process of being, which is more of an advice show where people call in and I give them, you know, the advice that I've learned from Marianne Williamson, the return to love, a course in miracle, Eckhart Tolle. So using that rather than just it being a psychic reading, which psychic readings are those anyway, it's just us giving Mm -hmm. them advice and telling them where they are. Um, and with United Intentions, I, I'm still working on some projects with them. I don't know how, what's going to happen. I do know that I'm a part of that orbit, but they're doing great work mm-hmm. as well in the area, not just of uh, psychics, but also holistic health. And, um, yeah, so the, the whole holistic scene in Atlanta, they're also tapped into that. So I'm part of those two groups. And in addition to that, you mentioned something that I thought was a great segue, Um talking about these younger generations and people just getting into this, having a place, I am starting a, a, a trade association for, again, I use the word light workers just because it's easier, but it's for psychic healers, Reiki masters, yoga instructors, mm. anybody who is seeking and needs a place. So I'm creating an association. Mm. So these people, you know, seasoned or not have a community to come together. So I'm more excited about that because I think that's what's lacking, especially here in the South. Again, everything mm-hmm. here, we're, there's plenty of us here. I feel like we have a hub as it is, and, and the name of the association mm-hmm. is called the Hub of Light. Um, looking mm-hmm. at the center as well, that we call the Light Hub. So I'm looking for <laughs> growing the consciousness here in Georgia, just as you would find it in California or in the uh, Southwest. Um, I feel like we are needing that so desperately here. I think that we are turning mm-hmm. a corner here where it isn't so secret and where, to be honest, this part scares me a little bit, like right in the Bible Belt sort of shifting things because I think mm-hmm. more people don't want to be told what to believe, want to believe it, want to find it for themselves. And I feel like we need mm-hmm. to be, it needs to be bigger here. It needs to be more mainstream. And I am happy to say that I'm working on that. <laughs> I'm oh, well, that's exciting. Sign me up and sign the library Thank up. You, you know, we definitely yeah. want to be <laughs> yeah. registered. That's part of the things that with the vibrarian that is part of my, you know, we're so similarly, so many light workers on a similar path, right, of elevating consciousness and whatever that looks like yeah. to you. And, you know, for me, going to places and recommending those places to other people or going to service providers and being able to talk in real personal expression about what I received as a service, you know. So being able to uh, have an association not just for people to connect with each other peer-to-peer, but then for people to say, I'm going to Atlanta, and I'm going to be, you know, on vacation or on a retreat or I'm looking for services in that area to be able to go to a directory to be connected right. with those kind of resources will 
absolutely is something that's of value, you know, and for you to do that through your association for places that are really focused on sharing like the Yelp of, you know, the Yelp of the conscious community type thing, which is where I'm hoping to be, you know, in terms of giving things high ratings depending on the vibrational experience (laughs) and stuff like that. But people don't realize that Atlanta draws people for psychic things and metaphysical store shopping from all through the southeast, you know, from Tennessee and Florida, from South Carolina and Alabama, all four sides they're coming in, especially for the big fairs and the the big uh, two-day expos that they have over at Cobb Gallery and things like that, Um, you know. So it's, it's, it's a great place to be in the light, if you will. And it's certainly a place that yeah. needs a lot of light and healing as well, which is another reason why I think so. This is kind of like a way station on the overground light railroad, you know, if you will, where I so many light workers day. come through here. I love that. You I said, said you that. Thought... I was telling a friend. I the underground railroad thing came to me yesterday, and I'm like, I feel like it. She's like, spirit has you all over the place. I'm like, yes. I'm like building this this thing where people are going to have to pass through here and, you know, get what That's they need, right. get fed, and then move on and do other things. Um, yeah, and I am um, – I would say that I think one of the best, one of the things I'm looking most forward to in the workshop is helping people finally own the direction. It took me a long time. I was scared to death. I'm like, who's going to listen to me? This can't possibly be my purpose. I'm so scared. People are already doing it. And it was just like, you know what? I'm going to do it. I can't, I can't mm-hmm. have this, you know, tapping me on the shoulder anymore. And I want to tell other people, like, I know you feel it. I know it. And now I'm telling you mm-hmm. it's okay. Own it. We all have our own little mission in this grander purpose, so let's go. We we got to get it done. Um, so mm-hmm. I, I'm excited about it. Yeah, and I definitely. Well, I don't you know how you have. Uh, well, I, like, I don't know how you have time to breathe, <laughs> but one beautiful thing is when you're <laughs> involved in the, that which you are passionate about, then time and energy just appear. So I'm assuming that you're operating kind of on a I'm in the flow and as things are coming and especially you've got, you know, a really strong connection with your guidance, how would you describe your the way that your particular connection to spirit manifests? Oh, I it, and this is the part that's important. It, I was more concerned in the beginning with being completely comfortable in my skin so that nothing would take away or nothing would get in the way of what people were receiving from me. And I tell people to this day, I don't care about connecting. That part is easy. I care that I'm clear. I am care that if spirit says to me, you know what, you got to work on that because your attitude in this area isn't so great. I care that when a fear shows up, that I'm working on that. I don't care what it looks like to anybody else. If I got to take time out, and you mentioned this earlier because I had a lot of people tell me, you just stopped everything in your tracks five years ago. You, you left a job, you left a career, and just started to focus on yourself. And I'm like, if more of us did that, we would be a happier people. I will mm-hmm. stop what I'm doing if I have to focus and work on something within myself because what you mentioned, and I tell people this all the time, this is not the both. But that part that you see of me that everybody loves is because I'm constantly 
aware of my responsibility. I am here mm. as a vessel. I am here reminding people that we are divine beings in a body. And that means constantly working on that, remembering that, because it can get easy to forget that here. It can get easy to, to mm-hmm. lose confidence. It can, be, it can be easy to forget that I come from source. And that, to me, is more important than anything that I'm doing. And so, yes, right now, I don't know how I'm doing it. I somehow find the energy. But it's because I am in a flow, because I'm listening, because um, even though I'm scared, I'm doing it anyway. And I feel like when you do that, the entire universe pulls you. And it, I'm just I'm just riding along. This is like, I'm just riding a wave, I feel like. My friend's like, how are you, my friend's like, how are you so calm? I'm like, because I'm in it, because I'm in alignment. Because I don't have to question it anymore. This is not about me. I'm just in it. So it's easy. Well, and things and that, happen that is, fast. <laughs> they happen they fast really when do. you're in a flow and alignment because you'll stop and run into the right person at the right time. And before you know it, a project is sparked. Or, you know, I mean, it is just really amazing <laughs> how things shift in terms of the frictionless, well, I won't say frictionless, but less friction than before kind of living. Yeah, so I saw this meme where people were like, um, the new year starts February 1st. I swear to you, I haven't slowed down. I feel like I've lived 12 <laughs> months in all of January. It, it was that fast. <laughs> Everything just kept happening. As I follow direction, the other door opened and another door opened, and it was just, I'm just flowing. I'm just in it. And promise you, I think that the best part about it is I am content. There, nothing mm. that I'm doing I am attached to. Nothing that I'm doing I have this grand result. I'm receiving all of it. As I'm receiving it, I'm working it. I don't have time to think about outcomes. I don't have time anymore to think about what people think of it. I don't have time to think who's going to support it. It's happening. It has nothing to do with me. And there's nothing greater than that feeling because, you just again, you're just in the flow. Mm. Now, if, if okay, so I'm Susie Client, and I'm mm-hmm. searching around, and I contact you. What does uh, – t- uh, if there is such a thing as a typical client that you would have and what type of, you know, what does the work with you look like? Uh, gosh, that's a good question. I don't think anyone's ever asked. <laughs> so the best way I can describe it is I typically get people who want readings but end up having coaching sessions with me because what I do is I will talk to you about whatever question you had and why you have that question. Um, For instance, I had someone come to me at the end of the year about possibly wanting to get a divorce. And this message from spirit was this, that's fine. There's never no right or wrong answer. However, they said, whatever decision you make, take your time. And so we talked about some of the reasons why she wanted to. And I took each one of those reasons and pulled back the perspective of only hers and showed it to her from the other side. And when I did that, she was like, I never thought of it that way. And as I did that for each point she had, she thought, oh, my God, there's a lot that I have to still learn about myself. And as we learn about Mm -hmm. ourselves, we remove a layer of who we thought we were supposed to be. And that's transformational. And so coaching sessions with me, that's what they look like. Readings with me, even if you only do one reading, I'm going to tell you mm-hmm. why you are where you are, why you had that question, and, why, and, and, you know, just redirect you. Instead of asking, should I get a divorce, ask, 
why do I feel like I need to get a divorce? What's going on mm. within me? Because nothing is ever happening to us because something's happening to us. This is something we are, I tell people we're co-creating. So part of what you're feeling is you and part of the other part of it is the energy matching what you're feeling. So how can you change how you feel so we can change the situation around you? So that's what a reading with me looks like. And I do that with life and business. And would you say that a majority of your clients are working through projects or processes on a kind of regular or, or con- I won't say consistent, but let's say repetitive basis, or is it a more majority one and done? Like you, they ride off into the oh, sunset no. having, co- okay. <laughs> no, no, no. Once they figured out that they can do this in every area of their life, it's never one and done. And they, and, and here's the thing. I don't have people. I, I feel like you shouldn't be my client the most in six months because I just want to teach you how to do it. Basically, I'm going to hold your hand until you are firmly confident on your path on doing this yourself. I am not one. If, if, I'm, if it's taking longer than that, and I'll get occasional calls here and there, like, hey, I just wanted to share this with you, and hey, I just wanted to check in. But if I'm constantly helping you, then you're not getting it. Part of this is discernment. Part of this is perspective. Part of this is changing and going within. I can't help with that part. I can help you with the tools you need to go there. And we can do that for a while until you're consistent with it. But um, it's never one and done, but it's not forever either. Now, and are, do your clients already know that there is a psychic component or is it, um, you know, some folks are engaged. Okay. (laughs) Okay. You know, some people don't get their client passed. Okay. Yeah, see, some people don't necessarily have clients that come to them from that, but what they find is that their psychic kind of conversation that's happening from spirit begins to enter in if the person is comfortable for it. But your clients are already very much aware I'm contacting a psychic because I want to mm-hmm. get insight into this. I know when I sit down with you, it was like I'm very mission interested in pretty, I mean, and that's what yes. my guys and your guys and the conversation that we had was then all very centered about that. And it was only, I think, 15, 20 minutes at the psychic fair. But it was mm-hmm. very, very helpful, you know, uh, just to kind of send me a home with, some, like you said, new perspectives, a different way of looking at it through a perspective with the spirit lens, which always looks different, you know. So um, I definitely could see where that would be of value. Now, do, are you working in any direct capacity? Like your workshop is for spiritual businesses, right? Mm-hmm. Are you doing any like workshops on empathy or or other things to the more traditional business community? Um, that hasn't come to me just yet. Okay. Um, so I, okay. I get a sense that that might come later. But I, when I tell you, I and you asked me earlier about what the relationship with my guides look like, I don't do or try to go ahead of what they have for me. I've learned my lesson. <laughs> <laughs> to not try to plan ahead. and Because I've learned that everything for me is a stepping stone. I'll do this workshop. Once I get comfortable, do this a couple times, then I'll get a hit to do something else. I get a sense that that's coming and that it'll be a bigger mm-hmm. platform for more traditional workshops on 
understanding your empathy, maybe understanding one of the ones I'm getting the most that I know is going to happen in the future is helping parents understand their empathic children mm. and their mm-hmm. psychic children because there's more of them now. And I'm getting a lot of that. So I know that that's coming in the future. But I'll be honest with you, between the association, the media work that I'm doing and the workshop, and also I still see clients, I don't really have time to think ahead. I, I'm I'm only doing 30 days at a time right now. <laughs> okay. That's all I have time for. Yeah. Um, yeah. And are you, you doing then? Mm-hmm. Go ahead. No, you go ahead. That's fine. Oh, I was saying, so in terms of the workshop that you have for the spiritual business, are you doing then anything for um, in, individual audiences? Like, uh, you know, um, a psychic development or, or any other, I don't know what you've got in your bag of, of uh, education no, and teaching. See, I, I know teaching is something you are very connected to in terms of how you pass on knowledge. Teaching and just in, in general, I feel like I am more than an inspiration or motivation. Maybe motivation is a, is a better word, but I like to call it activation speaking. I like when I speak, I know that I'm activating um, parts of people that they didn't know was was either dormant or they didn't even know existed. I love that pushing mm-hmm. people, motivating, sort of bringing them into this energy field that I'm always carrying with me. Um, which honestly, I don't know where I get it from myself. So I'm pretty. I, I feel honored that spirit's using me in that way. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't no. So the spiritual development, no. I feel like I'm a second okay. component to the spiritual development because believe it or not. I have psychic friends who who I've helped, who have gotten the spiritual development, who I've helped with the mindset <laughs> component, with the fear component, with the, um, mm-hmm. it's one thing I tell people to know you have gifts. It's another to know how to use it properly. I think the thing mm-hmm. that most people notice about me is how I really do know I'm not connecting to any, to anything. I'm not connecting the spirit to get answers. I am spirit having a human experience. I am connecting to it. I am part of a team. I am always aware mm-hmm. of that. In that part, people are like, how do you do that? Because I just know who I am because I worked on who I am and understanding that we're all divine, that we're all godlike in bodies. Because I understood that, the rest of this stuff is easy. By the way, never had spiritual development. Never did that. Never had mm-hmm. mediumship development. None of it. I've developed everything through my guides, understanding them, hearing them, building that strong foundation and Mm-hmm. before I got anybody telling me how to do this. So I help psychics after they've gotten spiritual development understanding their gifts <laughs> after a little bit more. After they've got their gifts, right? After they're working yeah. with their gifts, how to work better with them. To so Exactly. How did you – you mentioned being an empath, and that is – I mean, that's huge. Like we're talking about the sensitivity to energies and emotions, and there's so many unaware empaths out in this world. How – well, A, I think that if you hadn't thought about teaching a class on that, I guess that's part of what, <laughs> what my spirit nudge is I, telling well, me. I was going to say, know, yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I always receive, so okay, I will jot that down as the thing to do. <laughs> How did you learn, how did spirit help you navigate your high sensitivity to those, through empathy? How did spirit show me? I feel like, can, how woo-woo can I get on your show? 
I, I mean, I just, I mean, that's one thing people want to know. Like, what does it look like? You're an empath. You didn't, nobody told you, hey, you're an empath. You know, we have a meeting, right? Nowadays, they actually have empathy kind of support groups. But so how did you realize I am being bombarded with things that aren't mine? And this is what is causing me. And this is then how I begin to become more functional within that. that. How, how did you learn or what was um, the way it was, that it was? It was through spirit. I think that I understood that it was a gift more than a curse and how to, I mean, I tell, how do I explain this? I figured out that I was an empath and a strong one when I can feel my husband's panic attack a day before it happened. And when that happened and I started to have a strong sensation in my chest, I asked spirit. And in that, that evening, mm. I had what I describe as an out-of-body experience where I had a spirit visit me. Mind you, I'm not clairvoyant. I don't see spirit the way other people do. Um, mm-hmm. But I had a spirit visit me and explain to me, this is who you are. You feel things. Your heightened sense is clairsentience. You feel mm-hmm. before you do any, before you can even hear us and know you feel everything first, and then I'm um, mm-hmm. clear cognizant where then I understand where the feeling is coming from. It was through letting, 100% letting spirit teach me. They are my teachers. I don't just receive messages mm-hmm. from them. They have been my teachers in showing me your husband is mm-hmm. going to have a panic attack, and here's why he's going to okay. have a panic attack, and understanding mm-hmm. there's nothing you can do about it. My job is not to save unless someone asks. We are not to be the saviors of anybody. I am not to hold anybody's feeling unless I am asked to help heal that. For the most part, Mm -hmm. what that looks like is I will hold space with you until you identify that feeling. So what happens is when someone's in a room with me one-on-one, without me having to say a word, I tell them, can you feel that? Because I am feeling it as well. I'll identify it for them, and then I'll ask them to point it out, and then we talk about it. And from acknowledging, because we make everything bigger than what it is, from an acknowledgement, I feel anxiety. I feel sadness. I feel, you know, depression. When we acknowledge it, Mm -hmm. that is starting the process of healing. For, Mm -hmm. For a lot of people, they're not even aware that they're having these feelings. So how spirit taught me was, Help them identify. As a healer, here's what you do. You help people identify when they come to you. Again, I am not the keeper of all the feelings in the world. So I can be hit with something, walk by someone, Mm. understand that doesn't belong to me, and let it go in that moment. Now, if it's something drastic where I can help and I'm being called to help, then I will. But for the most part, it's like raindrops. I'll feel it, but they fall. They, I don't absorb mm. anything. I'll feel the hits, but I let them fall because I am aware. Everyone here is on their path. Mm-hmm. Everyone here has something to learn. It's not my job to get in the way of that. We have this mm. idea that because I am this great responsibility to help everybody know, some people have to go through some stuff. Some people have to feel. Mm-hmm. And some people feel them and still don't want to do anything about it. Still not my job. Mm-hmm. Still not my job. Right. And it's not... Um, it's not an ego thing. It's just, it's self-preservation because <laughs> I can't, I just cannot. And right. again, which is why I'm creating the workshops and helping other healers. And you're right. I should do a, a piece on it on empaths and how to, how to live with it. Um, it's not our job to save everyone. Um, and, and there's not enough of us to go around. There's not enough of me to go around. So 
I don't do that. When I'm at the fair, as a matter of fact, people are like, how do you do it? For the most part, because I stay in a bubble. And, and whoever's in front of me, that's who I'm focused on. I don't, it doesn't matter to me what else is going on in the room. It doesn't matter to me what anybody else is doing. I know that I'm there to serve, and I am to focus on the person who's in front of me. Mm-hmm. That's it. And if they, even them, some people are like, I don't know why I'm crying. I'm like, I, it, that happens when you're around somebody who feels everything. I am allowing you to feel your own feelings. And I'm like, and crying mm-hmm. is a part of the healing process. Sometimes that's all you need mm-hmm. to really, you, I don't know, you did I answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you mentioned, you said, I am not the keeper of the feelings of the world. And I thought that was like really <laughs> perfect, right? Because yeah. many people, and, and this is for a, from the adult perspective, if you're empathy or you have clairsentient empathy, you don't know why you're processing all of these things. And especially then in relationships, when you've got highly empathic people, it can easily move into like a codependent kind of unhealthy or fear-driven, especially if, like, say if you were a fear-driven person, if you had gotten the message or feeling that your husband was having a panic attack, it could very well have induced you into, like, a co-anxiety state had you not been able to come into awareness, right? And I think that what's really important is that children, which they're already open innocent beings, Mm -hmm. but if you have a psychically sensitive child who also then is very empathic, not only are they processing the erratic feelings of their classmates at those ages, but even within the home environment, and a lot of times kids grow up in environments where they think that they are the keepers of the feelings in their family. You know, and and I think that's just Mm -hmm. from parents who don't realize that their emotional overflow or the way that they're handling their life is spilling over and their empathetic child is feeling that as soon as they walk in the door without them saying things. Um, You know, one common thing I hear is that empathetic kids are always, they grow up sometimes thinking that, the hammer is going to fall. They become kind of nervous and worrisome because they're filled with anxiety at all the adult-based emotions that are whizzing around them, and they try to soothe the parents and other people. So I just think that, like, we went through a phase of learning how to be emotionally intelligent, that we're now deepening that for this new generation uh, to be able to be emotionally plus intelligent. Yeah. These kids are not swimming in the emotions of your crap, you know? So speaking to that, I was one of those kids who took on the world and in high school was sent to therapy because you can see the anxiety all over me, Um, not Mm -hmm. understanding what was wrong with me, not understanding that I didn't have to carry the world on my shoulder. I feel like all of that was a learning lesson. But because that happened to me, I now go to therapy with my son to help him mm-hmm. with his empathy, mm-hmm. to help him understand that what he is feeling from me, from his sister, from his father, from his classmates has nothing to do with him. But it is even a process. Even someone like me, I, I still need help. I still need a coach. I still need somebody to help me talk to my son because it's hard mm-hmm. when it's so close to you. So I get it from that perspective. I mean, I, 
I didn't do well in school because I didn't understand why I felt so drained when I got there, why mm-hmm. I couldn't focus mm-hmm. on anything. So I, I understand completely. So I think you're right now that we're having this conversation. That might be something that I need to teach. Um, <laughs> here's one more key to the empathic thing, which I'm grateful for that. I feel like I was led to the direction of healing myself again so that I am not masking my feelings with someone else's see because I think what I see a lot of people do is mm-hmm. oh mm-hmm. I'm, I'm so drained I have so much anxiety because I'm picking up other people's stuff stop picking other people's stuff if you are aware mm-hmm. of your stuff if you are constantly clearing your stuff you know what belongs to you what doesn't belong to you that's why I said I'm not the keeper of other people's feelings because I have to keep my own because mm-hmm. I have to work on my own and because I'm constantly working on my own I know what belongs to me I don't hide from myself I think the biggest key because mm-hmm. Having the gift is one thing. Healing yourself is another. They don't come hand in hand. It's just a gift. Mm-hmm. The healing is separate. Mm-hmm. I don't carry any of it, anybody's stuff around because I'm constantly working on myself. You see, and everyone who meets me in person sees the brightest part of me, the happy part of me. That's honest. You feel it mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. I'm always working on me. Nothing you feel, nothing you do is affecting me. I I love everybody because I genuinely internally feel that love for myself. And that's not something that's easily come by. It is something I'm constantly working on. Yes, I was going to use the word peaceful in my description, you know, of the show and everything. But I'm yeah. like, well, you know, I guess it's not very marketing for, <laughs> for me to say. No, it, it's I such a peaceful that. spirit. But, I mean, I guess it is because you were just smiling and just there's no rush around you. It's just this little happy little sunbeam beaming down from the sky. <laughs> I mean, that's really the energy that you have. I can absolutely, absolutely concur <laughs> with your assessment of yourself having met you. On multiple occasions. <laughs> so, now, uh, yeah, recently... I, and... mm-hmm. go ahead. No, go ahead. I'm good. I'm good. No, no, I'm fine. <laughs> oh, I was getting ready to say, so you recently were also on an interview with uh, Beth Peters. What was the name of her show, and where would people be able to listen to that? Because I, I haven't listened to it myself because I didn't want to, you know, spoil my questions that I might have for today, uh, but I plan to this week. It's on my queue of things to listen to. So where uh, can I find it and everyone else? (laughs) So it's called the United Intentions app, or you can find it on YouTube, and you just have to Google or YouTube search Psychic Soup. And I think I she just she does episodes I think every Monday afternoon so I'm the week so I think they already posted this week I'm last week's episode um, and the episode show it's also called the process of being because that's the name of my show and a class that I teach um, so it's psychic soup and it's called the process of being um, with Beth Peters or the United Intentions you can also find the show there or on Facebook at United Intentions. I think that's exciting. I've got the UI Media app on my phone, and I will be pulling it up. Um, you actually are visible in that one, or it's, uh, it's the uh, podcast ver- uh, episode? No, there is a, pod- there is a podca- pod- podcast version of it, but there's also a YouTube video of it. So they do both video okay. and podcast. Yeah. I thought they did. Okay. 
That's really exciting. I do hope to be able to actually have Beth on a future um, episode of the Psychic Inside show as well. <laughs> so tell her, don't be surprised if she hears from me soon. Um, one of the yeah. things that we do uh one of the things that we do have on the show is the opportunity for people to call in and to either ask questions about your life or, uh, in some cases, for a quick reading or consultation. We have had a caller who has been uh, pressed the line to come on the air about 40 minutes ago, but I'm screaming oh, wow. by myself this evening, so I'm going to pop on here and see if this is a question or a reading call, and we'll kind of move from there. <laughs> this okay. is for caller four four. One five, you're on the Psychic Inside Show. Who am I speaking with? Hi, my name is Anne. How are you? Hi, Anne. Welcome Hi, Anne. to the show this evening. Thank you so much for tuning in. Did you have a specific question about Carolyn's story, or were you holding for a reading? Actually, for for a mini reading, yeah. Okay. Well, okay. if you give me just a few more minutes, I'm going to come back to you. I just wanted to pop in and check on that. And uh, Carol and I will, you know, continue our interview, but I will be back to you in just a little bit, okay? Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Carolyn, so we do have a request for reading. Now, before we get into that part of the show, I wanted to ask if there's anything that you wanted to share with the audience this evening about, you know, your coming into, your out of the closet, out of the psychic closet, out of uh, denial or suppression, um, anything at all that you would like to share with the listeners this evening? Goodness, I think I feel like I shared everything. I think the most important thing that I, I can share, if I have one message to share with everybody, is the last thing we talked about, which is being comfortable in your skin is more important than any answer you can receive. Because even whatever answer you receive, if you're still not okay with it, it still won't come true. We can't make things happen as a remedy for how we feel. We're co-creating, and if we don't feel good about what we're co-creating, it won't flourish the way it needs to. So rather than seeking answers, seek peace, seek healing, seek loving yourself mm-hmm. more, that will take care of every question you can possibly have. And if that's the mission, then, you know, life will just start to make sense all by itself. That's really so profound because... Many times, people go and put energy and effort into things because of what they feel they must do. But the energy with which they're doing it is not at all joyous or happy, you know. So, like you said, it's not going to flourish. If Even if you're a business owner working for yourself, but you dislike the work that you're doing, then... It may flourish, maybe it'll even flourish financially, but energetically there's more to our feelings and our emotions and satisfaction than financial uh, abundance or stability can provide. And uh, I think that flourishing, the idea of not only uh, 
being happy and joyful. The word flourish speaks to a healthy plant that is green and not spindly and just surviving, you know. Um, And I think that if people can use all of the aspects of themselves, all of the higher guidance, all of their empathy and sensitivity, if they happen to have any kind of unexplainable ability, because sometimes you just can't explain what you're doing and how you know what you know. It doesn't fit into a tidy little categorization, you know, but I think like you said, if you are allowing yourself to get to know yourself, then you will figure out your special language, (laughs) your special way of sensing the world, and it doesn't have to look like anybody else's way (laughs) of of tapping in, tuning in, leveling up. It's just the way you have for yourself. <laughs> I joke about this all the time because I think my and my friends think they, like your life makes no sense. I'm like I know and I love it. It doesn't. <laughs> like literally take directions from the stars from from invisible things <laughs> beyond the veil. It makes no even when I say things out loud, I'm like that makes no sense, but it's perfect because I know it's going to work out. Mostly because I surrender to it. Um, I don't know Mm -hmm. anything. That's my motto in life is I know nothing. I let myself be guided. Mm -hmm. I know Mm -hmm. nothing. And um, I'm content with that. (laughs) I'm content with that. Um, I think think living life that way, you're constantly in awe of all that can come um, and all that is put together like a perfect little puzzle. Um, (laughs) I, I, I find enjoyment in that every day. So it is kind of a yeah. nice little surprise, isn't it? When things it is. you step through them and you're like, oh, wow, look at that. <laughs> you look know. at that. Look how that came together. Yeah, I didn't know, I didn't know oh, why wow. I was doing that. Now I see two months later, like, oh, does that make sense now? <laughs> right, right. And, you, and the guys are always like, well, we we were waiting for it. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You just were catching up to what we see, you know. <laughs> yeah, I have the, a bunch of sassy um yeah, like smart guides that yes respond to me like way well, like yeah, look at that. <laughs> well, yeah, I will say in my conversations with you, you were very direct, and you know my guides gave me a couple kicks in the seat of the pants, and of course it was with loving, but I think sometimes people elevate the conversation with spirit to a high tone religious sanctity. And it may actually be that for some people in some ways, you know, mm-hmm. but it can also be kind of, I, my guys keep me laughing all the time. They have all a the real time. sense I of do. humor. They know I, I like you. to laugh. <laughs> yeah. More often than not, I'll have like little mini tantrums with myself. Like, I don't want to do that. I'm too tired. And I'll like five seconds later, are you done? Because we're still doing this, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> I get that all the time. Like, are, are you done? Because we're still we're still here, and that's still what you have to do. I'm like, oh, okay. right. <laughs> so, yeah, I have one of those. I have those too. Like, yeah, it's it's not. It's in um in the directness. It's I think I was personality trait that I think I chose before I got here, and so, but it's always loving. So it's gonna be direct, and it's gonna be loving, and and that's right. usually how I'm also getting it. So yeah. 
<laughs> right. That's what I tell people. Just because if your guy curse, I mean, of course, we want to check energy for, you know, <laughs> vibrations and things like that. Um, but I'll tell you what, I'm, I consider myself a high vibrational person, and a cuss word definitely comes out of my mouth <laughs> more often <laughs> than Same I probably here. would like my parents to know about. And, you know, I def- my guys relate to me the person, you know. Now, would I yeah. cuss in front of the pastor at church? No, but it's not that, that kind of dynamic in terms of my connection to my spiritual, you know, path. For some people, again, it may very well be, but sometimes people discount it because they're like, that couldn't be spirit because my spirit keeps teasing me. It's really like ribbing me, you know, but it's like, well, no, I mean, your spirit God knows you like to laugh. So they're ribbing you because they know you, you know. It's not only that, it's just what I tell people. And actually, I've I've been meeting a lot of people that I've been telling them this because I get people all the time saying, I just feel like I know you. I'm like, I was likely your guide. I'm like, we are guides here. Some of us are guides here on earth. So your mm-hmm. guy talking to you like that wouldn't surprise me because that guy has probably been here before, probably had form, mm-hmm. has his own ideas and his own way of doing things. So, yeah, you're going to get guides and you're going to get messages that will feel like they're from this earth, like a feel like they're from here because it's likely that one of your guides has been here. Um, and, mm-hmm. it's commu- and, you know, what I get from my guys, a lot of it is it just is. It isn't mm-hmm. wrong. It isn't bad. It isn't good. You know, it, it isn't right. It just is. Like, there mm-hmm. are times where I don't understand what they're telling me, and I want more clarification. They're like, there's nothing else. It just is. This is what we're telling mm-hmm. you. Well, what, it, you know, and I'm like, well, what? No, it just is. I hear that all the time to the point where I've gotten it. Some of it's just not going to make sense. Some of it just is. Some of how you feel mm-hmm. just is how you feel. Some of what's happening just is. There is no justification. Mm-hmm. There is no harsh God trying to teach us lessons. There are lessons, mm-hmm. but there's no reason for it. There's no puppet master. It just is. And it's our perception, mm-hmm. good, bad, you know, or good and evil or right and wrong. That's just, that just that's us. Some of the stuff, mm-hmm. most of the stuff just is. It just is. That's a relief to me. I tell you, it was. <laughs> with the whole thing, it's been a big relief to me. <laughs> you know, over time, it's like, wow, really made that a lot more complicated. But there was lessons and growth in, you know, simplifying <laughs> things over a period. At least, you know, my experience. <laughs> you know, I'll leave. I want to leave I'll, you with this. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go. You finish. I was gonna say. Oh, I was saying it's I just a someone, deepening. You know. Yeah. What I tell a lot of my clients or people who come to the psychic career and read with me, and I say this to my son when he starts to have anxiety again because of the empathy, is I am a spirit having a human experience and one day I'll go home. When you put it that way, everything is relative. This is just an experience. This is temporary. I don't have to fall out, dig a tunnel or dig a hole and live there. I can enjoy every bump in the road and every high, be aware of everything around me because one day it'll be over. Mm. So it's, <laughs> I, I treat it as an amusement park. I'm going to have fun. Right, I was I'm going to enjoy it. <laughs> Yeah, I want to get the stamp on my ride card. <laughs> I did Earth. I don't want to repeat it. Yeah, I don't want to repeat it because I was like, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. Okay, it's not going to make sense, but it'll be over soon. So how about we enjoy it? And, like, not every ride is going to be great. Right. Some of them are going to suck. So, right. yeah, it's okay. It's okay. 
Now, how can people get in touch with you for personalized readings or to find out about your projects and classes? Um, my website, which is www.carolynmonden.com, that's C-A-R-O-L-Y-N-M-O-N-D-E-N.com. Um, my Facebook page, I have a lot going on there, is Holistic Spirit Healer. I have a website under that name. You can find it as well. Um, mm-hmm. And in both those pages, and I'm Carolyn Monden on Instagram. So any one of those ways you can reach out to me and book a session or just find out what I'm doing or just follow me. Um, I, get a, I got a sense that the social media stuff is going to get bigger. I don't do as much because I'm so busy um, in real life, but I feel like I, I'm going to put more out there and do more um, now that I'm in this space of creating so, so you know, you can look for me in those places. Well, and definitely you can check out the Vibrarians page because we've got a link and tag to uh, Carolyn's Facebook page and also on Instagram. We've got her information out there for you. And I will say that this interview will be on the Vibrarians YouTube channel within the next uh, probably 48 to 72 hours. So it will be available for replay there as well. Now, Carolyn, when we talked about uh, readings on the show, you shared with me a little bit about your style and, you know, the way that you work with spirit. And uh, we have about 20 minutes left in the show today. Uh So would you, our caller is still here holding. Thank you, Anna. We'll get ready to bring you right back on. But would you please, uh, you know, give some guidelines. I do want to say that please be aware that these readings are happening in public space. So um, you are basically opening a window to your own connection, you know, to spirit and insights in a public way. So I just you, Anna, to be aware of that. And if at all you're uncomfortable or anything uh, with any information that comes forward, then certainly it would be more suitable to reach out for a private session. <laughs> so I have to put that yes. disclaimer in there. Okay. So, Carolyn, how – Yes, how do you... If there are um, any guidelines. Mm-hmm. Yes. A um, couple of things. I do not give timelines um, because they're arbitrary. Things change depending on how we change. If we don't take the right one, we're supposed to, you know, everything is altered. So I don't do that. I don't read someone else. So if you're calling me about a person and want me to give you information about them, I don't do that. Um, I don't like to... I'm not one to look into things without permission. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So other than that, I I won't. Okay. I don't do dates or time or timelines on anything, and I don't give readings on other people without permission. Um, And and most of it, sometimes, even if it's a child or a husband, if spirit tells me no, then I don't. Um, So mostly it's no. I'm not going to read someone else or give you insight on someone else's life. I don't do that. I feel like there was something okay. else, and I can't remember. So if it comes up, I you know, will just politely say. Well, I will tell you the caller has dropped. I'll give it just a couple more, you know, about two minutes here to see if they call back in because I had just brought them into the live studio. Uh, maybe it was Probably. decided that it was, wasn't timely for them to 
be connected, but we'll see if they pop back on here. I appreciate you listening on the line the whole show, ma'am. And if you do call back, I will get you on here in just a moment. But um, in terms of the, as you mentioned a class, Essence of Being. Did I catch that uh-huh. right? I, it was kind of dangling in my awareness. And since we have time, I would like to kind of step back to that. Is that a publicly available class? Um, I'm going to, I'm going, so I was doing them at the Open Mind Center since October, but with all these other activities that I had, I, I, um, I canceled them for now, but they will be coming back hopefully in March, um, likely at the Open Mind Center. And it's a group healing. So that co- group coaching is what it is, is a healing co- uh, coaching group where I'm talking to people about, um, different topics spiritually that helps people um, in their process on their spiritual path. But we do it in a group setting, which is a little bit more affordable. And I'll be honest with you, I like it, feeling the energy in the room, but also empowering everyone who's there to sort of participate in someone else's journey and someone else's healing. Because what ends up happening in the groups is that we end up helping each other and realizing that, um, not only do I have the ability to give that advice to someone else to help someone in their journey, but it empowers me to feel like I can do it for myself. So I love the mm-hmm. process of being, and that name came to me from spirit as well, um, because we just don't know. Um, no one teaches us how to be. Um, I sometimes have parents who mm-hmm. call me about with parenting advice, and, and, you know, a lot of the times we want to hide life. We want to shelter our kids from our life. And I'm like, see, that's the problem so that when we get become adults and we're having hard times and we're having hardship, we feel like it's only happening to us because no one told us, no, that's everyone. We, there's a process mm-hmm. to being a human being. There's a process mm. to being um, that we're not aware of because we don't share it out loud because we don't. Mm-hmm. We don't tell people that when we're teenagers we have a hard time or that in our mid-20s we start to feel a little rough, a little, I don't know, what do you call it? I don't know. We start to feel a little shift. We have little shifts in life. Mm-hmm. And we're learning, and change is inevitable, and we're always changing, just like the trees and the seasons and things grow and they die. Mm-hmm. Parts of us do the same thing, and we don't know that. So um, I talk about that in my podcast, which I've been recording slowly, but it's picking up steam, and I'll start – I'll have mm-hmm. more information on my website about that. And, and then the classes, which I'm, I'm really, really happy of bringing them back because I love group coaching. It's my favorite. Mm-hmm. And you're right. It's more about the teaching others. Um, mm-hmm. um, so we talk about, I'll pick a topic a week and we'll talk about vulnerability, about surrendering, about fear, um, you know, relationship with our parents. What does that look like after we're adults and kids and, you know, just different areas of life, and then I'll bring in different teachings depending on what I'm called to by spirit, either something from The Course in Miracle or from Friendship or Conversations with God, which is one of my favorite series of books. I feel like everyone should read that. <laughs> those, the that Neil those Walsh, right? Yes, yes. Oh, my God. I, those books are life-changing. And it's funny that I didn't actually start reading those until six months ago. I've read everything you can think of, but those particular <laughs> books I didn't read till six months ago, and they – they just they, they shifted already this awakening I was having to another place, which has just been a beautiful experience. Um, so, yeah, so depending, I'll bring in Not read. a passage from one of these books. I'm sorry? Oh, I, was, I think we cut out there for a second. I was saying those are actually two books that I have not read. You know, I think it's funny how you talk about, like, I've read everything else, but how 
they can sit on your shelf looking at you for years or around your peripherally, but when it's ready and ripe, you read them and you find out ah, it wasn't supposed to be read before now, you yes. know. Um, yes. I was like that with the alchemist, you know, and I think the Celestine prophecy, I think I, think I even had the four agreements for like, Five years before I ever picked it up, you know what I'm saying? And it's oh like, it's kind of like a. <laughs> you yeah. read it? You said? No, I, I, I was like you. I just had books that would sit there, but it was actually that book I recommended to everybody: The Four Agreements, especially like an yes. entry into spirituality. To me, I tell people this is the very basic to get you started on the spiritual yes. path: is the Four Agreement. Yeah. I wholeheartedly I'm like, agree. Like, I've given away every. <laughs> right, you call yourself woke. <laughs> right. No, you're right. I give away all of my books, but no, you call yourself the librarian. I really, I think I find oh, yes. people call me this, the librarian, because I like, you have a spiritual book you want, or you have a particular or spiritual area you want to look at. I, I know the book. <laughs> Just come ask me. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Well, like you said, there's kind of like a, a reading list that we wind up mm-hmm. in coaching people, and it's a lot of times based on our own experience with a door opening through reading it. That's what good books are about, just like good videos or good lectures or good workshops. You know, it's all through word of mouth if somebody found it easily digestible or, or life-changing or shifting, that's what we're supposed to be doing, sharing what shifted right. you, you know. Uh, and, you know, I love books, so I'm, like, all super, super excited about, you know, the idea of these curated consciousness lists, <laughs> the, the consciousness I know, book list. I know. I need. To, I feel like I need to put a list together and do a little, like a little small synopsis of what the, what you're going to get from that particular series or that book or that author. They're all different, but all really amazing and all can give you everything that you need on this path. Um, yeah. I think what happened, excuse me, with me in conversations with God is that it came to my awareness, but somebody was reading it on their YouTube channel and then espousing Mm. on it. And I just don't think I connected necessarily with the person who was reading it. I never actually picked up the book to see if it engaged me myself. So that was probably somewhat lazy of me, but, you know, that book keeps – it's one of those. To now? Hello? The other um, book that you mentioned, it was. And uh, I didn't hear you. Put it out there for a minute. Oh, there was another book you mentioned with conversations with God. It was one of the two titles that you said that you recently, oh, so more recently read. Y- Oh, more recently. What did I read more recently? No, Friendship with God was probably the other one. So I think Neil Donald Walsh has written maybe 10 or 12 books. The series of Mm -hmm. Conversation with God are actually six books. Three he wrote, like, one after the other. Four, five, and six are really separated. The sixth one was the one he wrote in 19... No, sorry, 2017 he wrote uh, Awakening the Species, which was, uh, I guess, book number six. Friendship with God was like number four or five. I can't remember. I don't know. When I read the series, when I started to read it, and I've read all three plus Friendship with God twice, um, I really felt like I was having a conversation with God. I, 
this person, mm-hmm. not just reading it. I felt an experience. And friendship with God tied it together in a nice bowl for me. Um, and that I tell people I had a second awakening with friendship with God because I was listening to it at the time on my way to work and on my way home. And I remember one particular chapter where she's ta- God is talking to Neo. And I say she because when you listen to the audio, it's uh, Ellen Burst and I can't remember the actor's name. Um, but it's two actors who are doing the dialogue of God or doing the, the, the God monologue mm-hmm. with Neil. And and it was Ellen's burst, um, voice when she says, she starts to tell him, talking about meditation and connecting. And she says, if you're really in that space of emptiness, you'll start to see a blue flame or an orange flame. You'll start to see it. It's like a candle meditation. You'll start to see that blue flame. And I remember as I'm listening to it, having that experience in meditation, having that experience and, and connecting to this flame, this, and she's like, and that flame will start to become change colors to the point where it's blue and you start to see the blue light and you get closer to the blue light. And Neil asked, well, what is that? She said, it's you. And in that moment mm. I was in my car, I just started boohooing because something just mm. clicked. And what I tell people now in retrospect, thinking about that time, that period, that moment, it was when, I really under, you understand higher self, you understand vibration, you understand energy. People talk about that stuff all the time, but I Mm -hmm. felt it. I was one Mm -hmm. with it. When they hear her say the words through the audio book, you are that something changed within me. Mm -hmm. And I cried for like 20 minutes in my car Mm -hmm. because I felt another, another sense of peace. But this one completely in this body, completely in awareness I am that. And that, I have to tell you, was a game changer. That was in August of last year. Mm-hmm. That Everything changed. There was an enormous shift that happened in my life after that because I'm like, I have to fulfill my purpose. I don't know what mm-hmm. it looks like, but I'm aware now that it is more than this mind, this small me, this personality, this ego. It's more than all of this, and I have to fulfill mm-hmm. it. And I have to show mm-hmm. people they, who they really are. And actually, that, from that book is where the process of being came. That's where spirit mm. showed me, here's what you're going to do. This is when everything started to unfold for me. So those books, Neil's books, have been profound in my journey and in, in my own awakening. Because even if you have it, you continue to have it. If you, bec- if you stay mm-hmm. a diligent student, if you stay a committed student, you keep having those revelations. You keep having those connections. And that, to me is worth more than anything, anything. Mm-hmm. I think that when you talk about the commonness of human experience, you know, if you're a teenager, you experience this. If you're an mm-hmm. adult, yeah, you're not alone. You're not atypical. You're you're actually living this thing called incarnation, and these are the bumps and bruises and things and elations and successes that you have opportunity to experience through this thing we call life. I keep hearing Prince say, dearly beloved, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. In my mental space, I to get to this, <laughs> this thing called life. But I will say that, we are in a space of coming into realizing we have more in common than we don't with each other, right? And 
one thing that I did learn through the psychic journey and as I began to understand and look more deeply at, like the elements, you mentioned the seasons of spring, summer, winter, fall, and you understand the rhythm of nature with planting and harvest mm-hmm. and seeds and winter. And even in learning like different tools like such as tarot, which, you know, the, the cards and tarot, all they do basically is speak to the soul journey of taking that mm-hmm. first step into figuring out who you are through the cycle of completion only to start over and over and over again, hopefully it rising higher in frequency with every closing of the cycle, every passage or transition into the next version of yourself that you come into awareness of. So, you know, I think that the psychic perspective, as it covers all of the metaphysics aspect of spirituality, really did help me make more sense and to see the common connections, the common stories of love and loss and victory and challenge and growth Mm -hmm. that all of us, unless we're living in some kind of isolated bubble, are out here doing, you know. And I'm so glad you came on the show this evening, Carolyn, because I think that somewhere in the library someone will go to the shelf and look for something and spirit will lead them to our interview this evening. And somewhere in the things that we've talked about we something that is meant for that person who needed it to be able to stand more truthfully and accepting of themselves to allow more of that sunshine that is imbued in all of us to just come through and to find a way to be at peace because your story has certainly showed us the way that that looked for you. And I'm actually so honored that you allowed us into your journey and space this evening to hear about that and to see that aspect of your journey. I thank you very much. I thank you. I'm honored to be on. I'm 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 honored that you thought of me, um, and I am I'm happy, so so happy that I've done this and that I got to talk to you and got to know you a little bit better. And I, I'm I'm looking forward to to doing more of that, to getting to know each other more. And and I do so very much hope because I feel very fortunate and lucky that the journey for me has turned out this great because life is so great. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> I feel that. Mm-hmm. And I, if any way mm-hmm. I can help somebody find gratitude in their life, then then I feel like I've done good. So I appreciate you wanting to talk to me. This was really a pleasure of mine. Thank you. Uh-huh. Absolutely. You know, I'm giving you a hug again. <laughs> well, everyone who's been tuning in this evening, thank you so much for joining me for this interview on the Psychic Inside Show. I'll be back next weekend, next week on Tuesday, same time, 8 p.m. on the Vibrary Radio Network. I have another wonderful interview lined up for you, and we're going to hear what it is like to become to transition from a place where psychic life is the norm 
to a place that is more rural and isolated, and what does it look like to shine your light in that kind of environment with our guests? So I'm really excited uh, to be able to share with you in the next few days our guest announcement. Please do tune in to the Vibrary on YouTube. We've got different content that comes up throughout the week from readings and conversations, live video chats. Also head on over to the Facebook page for The Vibrarian, and that way you can stay connected with everything. I will have links up to Neil Donald Walsh's books up tomorrow so that if you are interested in checking those items out, I'll have the information up for you. Uh, this is not an affiliate or promotional push. This is just because I like sharing a good book with people. <laughs> so uh, we'll definitely have a collection of everything uh, here for you to follow up with the show and to be able to return back to this in information at a future date. Carolyn, I thank you and to each of you, I wish for you that your life be filled to overflowing with all of the blessings that you could possibly contain so that they spill out onto the world around you. And the light in me absolutely honors the light in you. Namaste. Namaste. Bye.